I'm going to be hosting a workshop on client acquisition for underestimated entrepreneurs. And as I'm getting ready to put together the content and start the marketing on it, it hit me that this topic is a really big topic and you might be curious about why. Why, Maya, do I need to dive into client acquisition? Why with this perspective of underestimated entrepreneurs? Like, tell me a little bit more about what got you into thinking that this was the topic, this was the theme that you wanted to host a, a workshop on. So I sat down this morning to start jotting down some ideas for the content and for what I'm gonna include within the, the session itself. And then I, my mind wandered, I'll own it, right? I started procrastinating and was on Pinterest and scrolling through some recipes and I came across this really, really good recipe for a new lentil dish that I want to try. So, you know, I got out the ingredients. I started, you know, sauteing the onions and some of the spices and the seasonings and the vegetables. And then I looked at the recipe just to double check that I had put everything in. And they were saying like, you know, a dash of this or a dash of that or an eighth of a teaspoon of this seasoning. And I, and I looked at the pan and I'm like, that's not enough like <laughs> I need some more seasoning in here before I cook all of this down like I want my food I want the flavor to be imbued in the body of this so that it's like every bite every morsel is flavorful it's not just about to me serving food it's about like making sure each and every single you know bite that you have is savory right like that's how we cook that's how we operate you know, and it hit me that that example right there is probably the perfect example about why underestimated entrepreneurs. And then, you know, I'll give you a little context around client acquisition and how that can serve your business. But I think far too often we're getting a lot of content for entrepreneurs and it's not coming from the lens of what I just gave you as an example, right? It's coming from a perspective that it's helpful you know, there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of good ideas that are out there, but it just doesn't hit quite the way we want it to hit. Like I know now the way I made the lentils, you know, and I use the seasonings that they recommended, but I use them and kept pouring literally until the ancestors told me to stop. Like that's how I season, <laughs> you know, when I think about how my great grandmother cooked, when I think about, you know, my grandmother and my mom, like they didn't have most of their recipes written down. You know, my great grandmother was an amazing cook and I do remember her in the kitchen and, you know, she was well known for like her sweet potato pies and, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, there was always like two or three dishes you knew she was gonna make and we all wanted them. She seasoned until she was done <laughs> until, until the food felt, you know, like it was seasoned well and it had the flavor and, and and the reason I'm laughing for that, you know, anyone that comes from a community of, of color, you'll understand exactly where I'm going here. It's that there's this quantity around love, right? There's this variable around how we express ourselves, how we show up in the world that you can't actually measure it. You know, I could tell you right now, hey, put four teaspoons of this in the dish and you might look at that same dish and think, well, that's too much or that's not enough. And the reason you would know immediately is it's because you're coming from a space and a source of love. Sometimes certain things, you just can't quantify them down to this like very, very specific metric and measurable tool. And I think we need more support and more guidance and more advice and more wisdom around that lens, right? We definitely need information as entrepreneurs about how to grow our businesses, how to make more money, 
you know, how to show up and be more successful without putting in 600,000 hours. Like I am totally here for all of that. And do not get me wrong, tactics, strategy, you know, metrics, like what, do you, what are your KPIs? What are the numbers you're looking at in your business? All of that matters tremendously. But I would be remiss, right? Like I wanna sit down tonight or whenever we have these lentils and I wanna make sure that my family enjoys it, right? If somebody's coming over to my house and I'm serving them this dish, you know, I don't want the food just to be cooked. I want it to be good. I want it to touch their heart, touch their, I mean, I, I won't lie. Like one of my love languages is definitely the foods that I eat, but I think that there's something to that with how I then show up in business and how I know a lot of people will show up in the work that they do. It's, it, there is the love factor. There is how much you care about the people you're serving. There is how much you care about the employees that you're working with and how you want to show up around that variable, but you need to make money. And so how do we marry the two so that we can both honor that cultural perspective and that lens that we bring to the table and also focus on being able to make the money? So I'll dig into the more money side of it, the more logical side of things right now and, and highlight client acquisition and why that theme and why I think it's super important. There's a lot of really great content out there for entrepreneurs on how to get your business started. And I would also say, I think there's a lot of success stories now. It's actually become really common right now, whether you are a woman, um, whether you're a person of color, whether you identify as a black entrepreneur, like there's like so many niches now that exist that I hear about for entrepreneurs to hear success stories of individuals that can be highlighted within that respective community who've won. I think the real challenge right now is, is that gap in the middle, right? How do you get to your first consistent six figures? Or better yet, how do you set the business up from day one to reach seven figures? Because that's, I mean, that's what we're really all after. If you're going to put in the time and the effort and the energy and the work and the, you know, the number of hours you're going to put in, it's, you're going to put it in, darn it, then let's make the money, <laughs> right? Like, if, if we're gonna put this all forward, I, I wanna see the rewards, right? I wanna see the benefits come in and, and money and capital and revenue is one of those ways that we wanna see it happen. So I know for a lot of service-based entrepreneurs, actually product-based ones too, client acquisition is not always being shared in a way where you're given the fundamentals. There's a lot of tactics out there. So there's a lot of, hey, do this strategy. It allowed me to do this or, you know, 10 ways to do five things. And, and I, you know, I share those articles and those posts myself. And I'm, you know, happy to always put together content in that method because I get it. There is huge value within that. But I'm clear that for a lot of people, the fundamentals about how you acquire, acquire clients rather are not being delivered and taught. And then as a result, we as entrepreneurs, we're showing up in our businesses, like you show up every day, you're like, okay, let's go out here, let's make things happen. And you might have this short run where you have a lot of clients coming in, which is awesome. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you have no clients. And it's like, well, how do I get some more consistency around the number of people that I'm working with? How do I start to see my numbers level off so that it's not just like, okay, I'm super busy for three months, great. But then six months from now, I'm literally out there sending out my resume, 
<laughs> because I got to find work. I got to find some way to bring the money in. And it's not that the clients didn't value the work that I deliver. They did. But how do we find, you know, new people coming in? And listen, I, for years in my business, I ran my business on 100% referrals for years. And so I understand those ebbs and flows because I would have a, a large time period where I, there wouldn't be any events. So in my world, a lot of the work I did was around events or around the academic calendar. So during the times of year when events will slow down or the academic calendar is less busy, a lot of times those that was my slow period. And so, you know, there was always trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I get more people in? How do I get more people in? Well, I created, I would call it a, framework, right? I don't I don't want to give it away and say, "Hey, this is the way I did it and you can do it too" because that may not necessarily work for your business. But I do know for a fact that there are a couple of principles, there are a couple of ideas that I use that are foundational principles within marketing that make all the difference and it's why I've been able to be in business for as long as I have been and still considerably consistently bring in profit right I'm really proud of myself that I've been able to consistently continue to keep clients coming in you know build new streams of revenue within my company it's all self-funded right I, I don't have um, you know uh, anyone that's you know giving me money I haven't taken venture capital yet like I don't knock any of those things right like it's awesome if you have that I just haven't gone that route and I know from the work that I've done, and I know now from the work that I'm doing with my coaching clients, I'm sharing some of these techniques and these ideas and these frameworks, right? The reality is, is for most of us is we don't have a solid understanding of the marketing foundations. And I don't wanna diminish, if you're in the, the marketing world, there's like a lot to learn. There's, you know, when you think about the fundamentals of marketing, it is such a vast, storehouse of of knowledge and ideas and information so i don't want to talk about all of that you know because that would be doing a disservice but the area that a lot of folks care about is just how do i keep clients coming in and there's a couple of themes that i want to emphasize there's a couple of themes that i want to share with you and then if you start using these themes in your business right if you start showing up on a weekly basis on a monthly basis on a quarterly basis and thinking about these themes this is the game changer. This is the difference for your business being really, really, really successful with keeping clients in on an ongoing basis versus you having great business for a while and then you don't see anyone, right? You just, it's like a couple of months and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, could somebody just please come in and like buy from here and now? So I want to leave you with this one concept. I always feel like it's important if I'm going to share an idea or share a principle that I leave you with, you know, one tactical tool at, at minimum. You know, a lot of times I'm sure there's probably a number of things that you'll get from these types of, of conversations with me. And, and the big one for me today about client acquisition is that you have to think about acquiring clients on a long-term basis, period. It's, you can, you can definitely get a number of clients that come in short term from just the friends and family network, right? That's always the first place when, when anyone's getting ready to start a business and they're thinking about, okay, how do I get my first clients in the door? Of course, you're going to reach out to friends and family. You're going to reach out to any network that you're currently a member of right now. That would definitely be the first place that I would turn to. But after you've exhausted that list, right? After everyone in your community knows, and by the way, hint, 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 that is a, a signal if you haven't made sure that everyone in your community knows, then that's your homework. And they just need to know that you offer 
these products or services. They don't have to necessarily buy, but you want to make sure that you inform them about what it is that you're offering. Okay. And there's, there's a distinction there. I don't think that this is something where everybody has to buy from you. A lot of times friends and family, to be frank, they'll be the last ones to buy from you. And it's not because they don't love you or they don't support you. It just, that's a lot of times how it shows up. They may not be your ideal clients and that's okay. Make sure though that they know what it is that you do. I think there's a difference behind that. There's something to be said about that. But once you've exhausted that network, then the challenge is like, okay, crap, now what do I do to get clients coming in the door? How do I bring them in? And the key theme that I wanna leave you with is you need to have a long-term strategy, period. And it's gotta be one that you can sustain and you can keep up month after month after month after month after month, right? For a lot of people, they think it's something where, okay, well, I'll just put, you know, I'll go out here and I'll do it for a couple of months and like I'll get people coming in and then everything will just run from there. Uh, it'd be nice, <laughs> right? Um, it'd be really nice if things operated that way and they don't, right? People, especially in today's environment, they're super busy doing their own things. They're trying to figure out how to make their own, you know, jobs or companies or whatever they're doing in their day-to-day life, families, right? How to make things work. So it's not personal. It's not personal. But you need a plan. You need a plan so that when you're first getting started by yourself, you have clarity every single week, every single month. What does that plan look like? And yes, you can create a plan too, even when things are busy for the record. I know that that's often a common theme. It's like, oh my gosh, but I'm just so busy. I don't have time. Then create a plan for that. The lack of time shouldn't be an excuse of not having a plan of how you're going to acquire clients long term. And I hope you caught that right there. Because if you don't have a plan, then you're planning several months from now to run into a time frame where you won't have clients. So you've got to kind of think through what that looks like, even if you are busy. And even if you don't know what you should be doing, just work at something. Put your flag down in the sand around something and start crafting a plan around that, a way of being able to measure it. And I'll give you a few things in the workshop around what that can look like for yourself if you've never done this before and you're like, okay, Maya, I don't even have a clue. Like, what would I do long term? There's a lot of low hanging fruit that you can lean into. There really is. But start thinking about this and start thinking about this from the long term because, to be honest with you, that's where your long term money comes from. Seriously, that's that's how you're going to that's how you're going to outlast. I'm looking right now in on the online marketing community and the online entrepreneurship community and it's fascinating. There's a shift that's going on right now, you know? Um the iOS update and how Facebook ads and Instagram ads and other platforms have changed the conversation around social media advertising. There's a big shift and rumble that's happening in the marketplace right now and I love it. Because what I know is, is that the people who have created the long-term marketing plan, and in this case, you creating a long-term plan around client acquisition, we're the ones that are going to win. We're the ones that are going to win every day, all day. You may or may not ever get to that gazillion dollar business level that you see some of the gurus or, um, you know, folks out here boasting about. And, you know, there's pros and cons to that. But if you want the long-term consistent cash in your company, you can do it. You can do it. And the key is, is you have to start from day one thinking about what does the long-term plan look like that I'm going to show up consistently around. 
So I hope that gave you a little bit of perspective into the workshop itself, client acquisition, and then the theme of underestimated entrepreneurs. There are so many of us, right? We have been silenced in a lot of places and environments um, for a number of reasons. Um, there's all types of institutional systematic isms that I could talk about ad nauseum for many of us who identify as underestimated. And yet, and yet, something as simple as me just making a dish of lentils for my family illustrates, but yet we bring so many strengths to the table that often are not given light and love and value. That's really the word I'm looking for. They're not given value around how this can make a difference and how this can show up within your business. And I'm here for it. I'm here for us to explore this conversation. Um, I'll be the first to say right now, this is kind of new for me, you know, and, and last time I checked, I've been black for umpteen years. So <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, um, I'm still learning about it and still really trying to unpack it for myself as to how is that a strength in my business? And it is, you know, there are a number of things that I can think about that have really, because I identify as a black female, you know, in America that I've been able to bring certain strengths to my company that somebody else would not have had the same lens. They wouldn't have had the same vision um, for what's possible. And so I want us to highlight these things. And I have a few tools and techniques with the workshop that are going to do exactly that so that you're able to really have a moment to shine. You're able to really take those cultural nuances and norms that a lot of times we're either hiding or we just don't know how to put it out there and communicate the value. We're going to start digging into that more and more so that you can start using that as a way to show up authentically and and finally have value in a way where very often it's not being seen as value. So I hope that this episode has given you some ideas and some food for thought. And if you haven't already started thinking about it, listen, client acquisition for underestimated entrepreneurs, if you have the opportunity to take the workshop, I highly, highly recommend that you jump in and take this session. Take care.